a Samosa with Seth podcast, the spiciest podcast around. <laughs> yeah, boy. It's looking spicy. Hello, welcome back to Samosa Seth. I'm your host, Seth, and today we have the very special guest, Shabazz. Welcome, Shabazz. Thank you for having me, bro. Thank you for coming on. As always, I'd like to start with my first impressions. So I've known Shabazz for 2016. I think I've known you since. It's been five years. Is that was college? Five so years? We, yeah. So we joined, oh, yeah. we did HND together, HNC, Computer Area Architecture Design Technology in City of Glasgow. And I just came out of high school. I don't, I don't really know that many Asians. And I show up and there's a scary Asian guy, Shabazz. Yeah. Shabazz has a scary demeanor. He's, he had his cap on like flipping like this and uh, I want you to break the ice because you know you have to you can't stay there for awkward all the time so when I have situations like that I bring sherbet lemons with me uh, when I had exams I brought sherbet lemons to eat on and I thought you know first day of college I bring sherbet lemons so I brought them and I offered them to Shabazz Shabazz uh, declined me and I thought okay Okay, this is gonna be right. He's a serious guy, doesn't want to share with lemons, and he's just a like a, one of those typical Asian guys, doesn't want to talk to anyone, wants to keep to himself. And, uh, and that was my first impression of you, Shabazz. It's not a good first impression, is it? No. Nah. Oh, sure. We can get into we can get into later why I'm like that, but is that tell you my first impression of you? Yeah. So um, so my main thing was I wanted to go to uni. So when I, when I got into college, I was still a bit like, uh, I'd rather be in uni right now. Yeah. So I, I used to think to myself, I'd be quite closed off and whatever it is, just get my work done, get to uni and this and that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, what was it? I sat, I made sure I sat in like a back corner. Yeah. The one would come sit next to yeah. me. So I was, bro, I was like, do you remember? I was like right on the outside, yeah. right at the back. I was like, great, I'm fine here. We start doing all this stuff. And then you just strut along with your fancy clothes and that. I wasn't fancy clothes back like, then. Back then, yeah, I was uh, I was the ordinary guy. Samosa hadn't really came. Samosa then he hadn't come out yet, in it. <laughs> I mean, my, my memories are a bit fucked on it. Oh, he hadn't came out yet. <laughs> uh, so I, so you strut over, and I'm like, uh, I'm just not gonna, because I meet when an Asian meets an Asian, it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? You know yourself. I know that about you. Because you don't know the vibe like you're gonna that. come with. Yeah. Right, but I made it like that because I'm the yeah. weirdo, right? So then I was like, great. I kind of, you went, all right. I was like, all right, what's happening? But you didn't see nothing for a while, but you stayed mm-hmm. quiet for a good wee minute. I was like, oh, thank God, he's not going to talk to me, right? I was like, right, he's not going to talk to me. And then, um, I can't mind, just, uh, we spoke about something, and then you appeared leaning back in your seat, like, proper swinging. I don't get all these details. I, I, bro, I swear, like, you appeared leaning in your seat, right, and you're smirking at me, and you appeared leaning in your pocket, I goes, what's this guy about to lift out? And you went like that. Like, you want let me share it? I was like, what the fuck is this guy giving me a little bit? I've never ate one of mine. I was like, nah, man, I'll just pass. And you're like, are you sure? I was like, nah, nah, I'm sorry, bro, I'll just pass it. You're like, all right, it's here if you want to. So how did I did that, buddy? Did I, so then I was like, right. No, but at first I was like, oh, this guy's heavy outgoing. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not, I won't be able to get along with him, right? Yeah. And then over time, like, I just seen your personality. So, like, I usually like to sit back and, like, just see what everyone's like before I get myself involved. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I just seen you're really nice. You spoke to everyone. Like, it, there wasn't, like, a, like, a, how would I say it? Like, a bad demeanour about you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You're just such a friendly guy. 
fuck it. Thanks. We start talking and to be speaking about you and then we start, I mean, college and we started having a laugh and that. And then it was like you, me, Dale, Ross, David. And it started building like a good friendship. James <laughs> is out. Oh my God. So I get started on James. He's a funny yeah, So how, how did you feel college? What did you feel about it? Did you enjoy it at all? What was like, first the start of the first year, right? How was it? How did you find it? First year, the whole of college was fucking pish, bro. <laughs> what did we do? We fucking, we, um, she'd be like, go take a 10 minute break. We'd come back half hour later. She'd be like, go for a, a something to be like, I'm away to the toilet. They'd come back an hour later. Man, I just fuck about it. Like, I don't, honestly, and I remember, see, especially second year, we fucked about the whole year. So we messed about like the whole year, basically. And I remember, like, even saying to Helen at one point, we had like so much work to catch up with. And yeah. we had like three weeks left. I was like, shit. <laughs> and then I've we started rattling out all this yeah. work, man. And I can't, bro. So then the mind, mind I can't even, this is bad, I don't remember her name. But then that, remember she showed us her coursework. Uh, oh, she again. Son of a. I heard, right? And I seen her coursework. I was fucked up. Son of a was sweating it out. Mate, I know. Um, she's probably going to watch this episode, so you're going to get <laughs> you reported for this. Uh, and then. then I man, so I just had to knuckle down a wee bit. Like for, I think I knuckled down maybe six weeks out of the two years I was there. <laughs> That's true, man. Like first year, okay. for me, it was like, all right, I'm optimistic. I want to just get through this, get to uni, come in there. The expectations aren't really that high. <laughs> they tell you make a poster, nah, give you like two weeks to make it. <laughs> like and as well, bro, that was like a... Huh? They gave us like too long to do that shit and then we just fucked about. Didn't do fuck oh, they, all. They would just say to you, or oh, copy just a random detail online. Yeah. I would just, I would buy it for three pounds and just send it. In. And it's so dumb shit, man. Like uh, we, I felt it in uni, but yeah, like we'd come into college on like a Friday. It'd even surprising if we even turned on our computers. <laughs> I know, by the way, it's we just a little bit that part. But I'd say twenty seventeen, it was probably like the funniest year. Because, like, yeah, I, I knew what I was doing, could fuck about, yeah. didn't have much to worry about. Then second year came, and it felt kind of pointless. We never really learned anything uh, more. Because, like, yeah, in first year, we learned the fundamentals. We learned, like, sure. how to design basic shit, using some programs. Second year was just, like, write a report on this building. This dumb building, write, like, 3,000 words. Remember that Mind shit? That lecture, but remember that lecture? He was heavy, weird. Like pure gothic emo cunt mind. Yeah, he went to Cali apparently. Like he was a uh, student, but he lectured us, and yeah. <laughs> we used to say that's Dale in a tenure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it? It was actually Dale because like, and he, he actually got along with Dale, Dale as well. So mm. that was like, but yeah, we had dumb shit to do, man. And bro, and as well, that was a new course, so everything they were doing, it was all brand new. Yeah, no one knew. Even and... the lecturers, they, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> yeah, true. And. Uh... <laughs> I barely did any of the work. Like I would make, I would just copy David's, and I just like get his stuff. Who did that copy? And I just I copy adapt it. Man. You know what I mean? And then it change it so that much. Was it. But I felt in the college years, that's where I really found myself, because you don't, you're not too stressed out to be focused only on the work. And I came mm. out of high school. Uh, so yeah, I feel we both grew as people. You know what I mean? You're, you were started yeah, off so. as very quiet, but then I seen you get over time outgoing, and when we got to uni, more going and going, 
Did you see any? But do you not think that's because I got to know you more? But it's, I think to everyone else, I was still that same person. Possibly, possibly. Because uh, it's like that, but you know what I mean. Did you see any changes within me when within from you? Starting... Obviously, mad changes. <laughs> so like you are like so first you didn't have a beard as well, right? So the beard game was a bit weak back in the day. So it was a bit weak, on, I can't lie. on the edge, you nah, know. It's, mean? it's all filled in now. Mm. My my beard game was pish as well, bro. Mine, mm. I just had a wee chin hang and a wee goatee as well. I had a heavy, ugly goatee, man. Let's not get into that situation. Oh, I remember. Yes, then you had them. She was like that. Um, and you had like this mad, like fuzzy hair. Right? <laughs> yeah. He also looks. They always look. I was like, I think the first time I seen you, I was like, this guy looks like he's been electrocuted, right? He goes like that. But I thought it was quite cool. I actually thought it was quite cool. And then, um, so over time, you just started like your Instagram came about, and you started wearing all these different clothes. Mm. I, not even in first year, I like like it was more second, second year, year you started yeah. doing that more. I just wearing all these clothes and that, and then every fucking day, man, new shoes. I was like, mate, how many <laughs> fucking shoes do you have? Every day, I was like, oh, see if I have you like your shoes. When did you get them? I got them two years ago. <laughs> mate, I've even worn them yet. There's like not a crease man. in them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then like I, I realized you're know, like a, a person for like attention, attention for detail. It's like mm-hmm. that matching and all this and that. So mm-hmm. I feel enjoyed like seeing what you wear because I could never wear it. Like yeah. I, you know me, I just wear black. You wear black. So I enjoyed occasionally reds. Yeah. So like I enjoyed seeing someone else like express themselves through like even clothes and that. That was mm-hmm. pretty cool. And just now you're fucking mad. <laughs> you're like an influencer on Instagram. <laughs> nah. Nah, man, I'm not on that level. You know we keep we keep it low key. But going into uni. How did you feel? Because we had each other. We had, it was me, we you, did, Dale, yeah. and James. And we were like, we're going to go in uni. going to be all these sweaty bastards. And I went in. I was fucking struggling. I wasn't ready for that shit. I, I, first year was all right. First year was actually all right. Like, the stuff, some of the some of the units in that were a bit mad. But we had, we had a good unit and stuff. So we got along with everyone. We were so... Like, what kind of initially what I was pure para about was we all got split up. Mm-hmm. Remember? So I, yeah. I had no one from I had college James. in our group. No, sir. Did I, did I have, no, James wasn't in my group. I had James in my you group. You had James, did you yeah. say? I, you had James, sorry. And then um, I was just, I went back to that same person, like, just turned off. Like, uh, yeah. I, I don't want anyone to know me. And then I was, like, just going out with lunch with you and this and that. <clears throat> and I just didn't, I didn't like it, man. I was, like... It was even bigger than college, like the, the whole atmosphere about it. And so much more like strict and whatever not. And I was like, oh, nah, did you get through this shit? Yeah. And then over time, then I used to start opening up a bit. And mate, even that fucking first thing we done in uni, measuring each other. That was weird. Oh my God, man. I was like, what is going on? Like, what have I actually got myself into? So for the then, viewer, see, see again? for the viewer, let's explain. We had to try and get the measurements of a person in our units. We're split into units, groups of 12 people. And you just never met this person before. So you have to like touch them, grab them and shit and start to put in a tape measure around them. And that's, that's awkward. It's weird. It is. Yeah. Especially for me, bro. I don't like getting near anyone. So I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is this? <laughs> and then um, I got, and then you had to draw the person out and yeah. stuff. Do you remember? Yeah, that and then that drawing had to be done in two weeks, and I didn't do it all year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just left it the last minute. I went and Google traced it off my laptop, and they just oh, put the dimensions. Of it. <laughs> oh, that's the college boys of us coming out again. Well, I was on that, man. We we thought I think we thought that we could see the way with the shit we done in college. Yeah. Like 
just like fanny about and like uh, like mess around everything. I thought yeah. we could do that, and I, but, I thought I could do that, but you realise yeah, quickly you can't. Going in, you see all these foreign students, and then they're all amazing. They're all doing these masterpieces, and you're sitting there like, man, I'm a, I feel like my league, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So in it does your, intimidate you, but... Yeah. In your unit, you're with these strangers. How did you get to know them, then? I mean, just, like, through doing the work, man. Because first year was heavily, like, group unit, so, I mean, group work. So you're, just, you're forced to talk to these people. So I started getting along with, like, um, Zach, Martin, and Jake. So we built quite a bond. So mm-hmm. we was, we just go out for lunch together and that. So, I, I, like, I'd, I mean, I wouldn't, like, it's a bit of a regret because I feel like in uni we kind of drifted a wee bit. Cause, but you couldn't help it. Yeah, you you're with other people these, and that uh, you know? And you used to ask me, oh, do you want to go for lunch and that? And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Because I tell those person I'm going to test schools uh, and shit. You know, and you'd yeah. want to go somewhere else. And I was like, don't even want that food, man. Straight up. Do you miss any of the people? Do I miss anyone? Yeah. Um, no, not really, bro. Because <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, because you know that is uh, like uh, I probably only like you, like you, I like because uh, I got along with you the most in it. Mm-hmm. So like I knew you, I known you for a long time in that, and then I enjoyed, I enjoyed like getting to know people and whatever it is, but not not particularly missed. Like I, I, I didn't really make friends for life. Do you get mm-hmm. what I mean? You just had them. Like I knew once you leave uni, like that, that's it gone. Mm-hmm. And then like even like in second year, I kind of got a lot more closer. Like Connor. Well, I mean, we just fucking, we just fuck. I mean, actual beautiful bastard, man. So we just started. We just spoke about gym every fucking day, every living moment. And about I, you touch arms, I touch. <laughs> I have a video. Thing. You know what? Weird shit. You tell me what to do. I tell what to do. Just like stuff like that, man. I have um, a video. of you punching him? I'm gonna nah, stick I don't in the exactly episode. I'm gonna good. stick that in the episode. <laughs> no, you know. What? I'm such a man. It looks like I, I miss him. Like I literally miss the crack. I need for that shit. Oh, that's just funny, that. man. He like heavy takes it. I read us some mad shit. But he's a, bro, yeah. he's a fucking machine. He's a tank. But yeah. yeah. So when did you realize it wasn't for you? When did I realize it wasn't for me? The first day. Really? That's the first day of uni. Like I, I, I remember I always moved to Hitler and that. I was like, oh, I just don't like it. She was like, oh, I just push through it, this and that. So then, like, first year was kind of easy, man. So I was like, maybe it's not that bad. And then some units you'd get where I was like, hey, we don't want to do this anymore. But then also I had the pressure of, like, I, I was the only person in my family that made it to uni. Mm-hmm. My whole family, bro. Like, like your cousins from, as well and all that? Bro, honestly, like, the only person. So I was like, I can't leave now. Because it's like, you're the only person that made it to uni. Now you need to finish it. But then in the back of my head, I'm like, this is seven years. And I don't like it. And like, um, see, like for me, the main thing was I wanted to do the work, forget about it and boost. But you couldn't do that. Like people, you know what it is like, man. So some people really enjoy it. So like on the weekend, they'll go out and look at a building. Yeah. On the weekend, I was doing some other shit. I don't want to be looking at buildings. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you stayed in it so, for two years I would say for not liking it. Yeah. I don't what, see, it was not bad. Say again. What was the camel that broke? The straw that co- broke the camel's back. The straw that broke the camel when I fucking failed one of the units and I had to redo it over lockdown and I was like, fuck this. Yeah. So I, I would I would put it off quite a bit. Um and do you know what? One of my one of my, my um what's it called? What do you call them again? Shooters? Yeah. So I got his name was Andy. Not that Andy, like the baldy one, the other one. Um he's heavy, he was quite a wacky wee cunt man. I pure enjoyed like him being my tutor. 
And then he kind of knew I wasn't feeling it. And I remember when he was having this, like, review with me afterwards, he was like, oh, like, he said, if you're funny, Bass, you're like, yeah, Shabazz, man, I know you don't like these kind of things, so you just got to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, is this what I really want? And I was like, oh, you're right, Andy. And, like, Helen was sitting beside me there, and she was, like, pure agreeing with him because she said the same thing. Because I was trying to do something I hated, man, like, it depressed me. And then, like, so that got me thinking a bit more, and then... I think eventually my mum, like my parents, they started saying, if you're not enjoying it, look like just start working or something. Like mm-hmm. there's no point in doing something like if you're despising it and then putting yourself through all that. And then I, during lockdown is when I was like, I've man, I'm not doing it anymore. It's when I failed that unit. I was like, I can't, can't be bothered. Okay. Do you feel better now that you've left? Oh, mate, it's amazing. Honestly, the day I left, like I, I remember, I, I didn't tell any, any tutor or nothing. It's like when they started to email me saying, oh, like, where's your work? I was like, oh, I've left. <laughs> um, <laughs> that must feel good. And it, man. So it's just, like, because I, I only just work now and I enjoy the fact you work and once you finish work, that's it. But I don't mm-hmm. think about nothing else. No, that's good, that's good. I mean, uh, I, I, to be fair, I see people that stick around with uni, man. I've got a lot of respect for them. It's not easy. It's a I'm, full-time job. It's more than a full-time job. Yeah, I'm trying. You know what I mean? Like, I don't love it, but I like it. I like the idea of designing things, you know what I mean? And I want to yeah. have, like, a job eventually like where i can design so this is the only really way i can do that you know what i mean so if i need to go through a couple of years of some uphill battles i'll do it you know and yeah. inshallah it works out but that's you now let's go back to you and your youth i don't know much about you in your past let's talk about it so my, what, my youth what's your what's your upbringing like what's your childhood like you're an only child well, childhood i'm an only child yeah man that shit fucked me up for a while, I'm not going to lie. Really? So, yeah, I think so. that's what, like, I think we're getting into later on about social anxiety or whatever it is. But being the only child, like, I was really desperate. Like, I even, not even like that recently, maybe a few years ago, I always wanted, like, a sibling and stuff. Um, Just, like, so I could have someone to bond with, do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, so grew up as an only child. Um, I was a bit of a reject in primary, to say the least. I major reject. It's uh, so, a funny story. So, like, I was bullied a lot, quite a bit in primary, whatever it is. So I think that started fucking me a bit, a, a bit more. And I went to mosque as well when I was a kid. So like after school, you go to mosque, fucking bullied in mosque as well. <laughs> I was the wee, I, I swear to God, bro, I was like the fucking runt of the world. I hated it so much. Why were you getting bullied? Why was I getting bullied? It's because the way I looked, probably. I had circle glasses and I'd be fat. Really? Double leather jackets. <laughs> She's fucking laughing. I can't imagine this. I honestly, bro, I, do you know what, I'll show you a picture, but you know, I'm not going to put it on, I'm going to put it up, man, you see no, a picture. I'll show you a picture later, I was a wee specky bastard, man, and then, see, I think because I tried to make, like, I tried my best to make friends, right, mm. I, I mean, even primary school and high school is brutal, man, like, if someone doesn't like you, they let you know, so then I, I, I made one friend, like, I was quite close to him, Hamad, for a while, and then he would, like, he was kind of a popular kid, and then I was the unpopular kid he'd hang around with, and then, um, yeah, so I'd go home in that, and it's a bit fucking. I'm not gonna get into the shit. I used to be a Greek to my mum about getting bullied in that. But oh, you know, yeah. Asian parents, it's like, uh, oh, it doesn't matter, and this and that. And mum was like, I'll go talk to them at school. I'm like, oh, shut up. Yeah, that's, that makes sure. You know I mean? So you went to Shawlands? Primary school, Cuthbertson, and high school, Shawlands. Shawlands um, is. I have, I have Yusuf on a few episodes you were in his year, and uh, he talked yeah. about it. Uh, how was your experience? He says it was very normal. My experience at Sean's Academy. Sean's Academy. Um, I'd say Sean's was the time I was most, most, most like fucked off. Like I, I, I stuck to these 
So I made a friend in first year, like straight away. It's called Jalal, right? Like I've still my friend to this day. Um, so me and him pure hit off. Like so, I kind of like didn't speak to that many people from primary. A uh, funny story, just a wee side thing. My, one of my biggest bullies became my best friend. Mad, swear to God, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, so yeah, I, so I got quite close to him, and it was just me and him used to cut about all the time, bro. It was just I had this one pal, and then <clears throat> I. I don't know if I could get into some of the stuff, right? And then, like, I can bleep names kinda... if you want. Sorry, it's not names, names. It's the stuff. It's the stuff we done. Oh. So in fourth year, I made a, I made another friend, and he got into stuff that he shouldn't have. And then obviously, I was influenced, right? And had other friends doing whatever. You probably should figure it out, like smoking or whatever. And then, so I fell into that quite a bit. And then, um, so I drifted from him, and he was he was a good influence on me. He was like. Uh, he was more of a quiet side, so that made me more quiet as well. So then when I got with like when I started hanging around with him, he was a bit more wacky and out there and this and that. And then he led me down a bit of a fucked up path for a while. And then when I seen my exam results in fourth year, I was like, shit. Like I need to stop this. So I went cold turkey, stop whatever it was. Then I and I got quite close with another one of my friends, right? I've known him I knew him since first year, but he was mental in high school, like pure mess about in that. Uh, his name's Hamza Hamza Hussein. I don't know if you know him, right? No. And then I got pure close again with like my high school bully, best pal now. Um, Who did that so it was just how did we become friends? Yeah. I don't know really. Like <laughs> well, for, for one, my cousin. I kicked fuck out of him in a park as well. There's a lot load of little shit, little things, right? And then like I had to kinda deal with that and talk talk about talk to him about my cousin wanting to do this shit and whatever it was, then we just kinda started talking and we realised oh we really get along kind of put like and it's primary school what what grudge can you hold in primary school you put your differences aside um i can't but it still fucked me up i let him know how much it fucked me up and he apologized and that that's but, sweet uh, you got the closure yeah yeah i know he, he, he knew what he'd done was fucked but he used to he used to say i bleed him bro and i was like you're the fucking delusional he'd like i used to kick me in line i was like i because you used to like have about four people making fun of me and obviously i was gonna kick you standing in line do you know what I mean? Like, when we were waiting for lunch, I used to put him in the leg and run away. <laughs> He's laughing. Um, I shit like that, bro. And then, and then, so I got quite close to them. And then what happened in sexual was I wanted to take on a lot more subjects and stuff because I wanted to get into uni for... What was I wanted to do again? I wanted to do something I forgot. I think it was civil engineering. So I needed all these, like, um, subjects uh, to pass. Physics and shit all this mad stuff, bro, and I was struggling, I was struggling like mad, I'm so bad at everything, like maths and physics and that, and like, I think I, that's why, like, I got to architecture, because I thought it was only designing and stuff, and I tried the design part, yeah, so then I took on, like, so I, was, I had uh, full subjects every day, I never had a free period, and all my friends, they had free periods, and they'd be like, oh, having a laugh, this and that, and I was, like, left out again, so I said, oh, like, whatever, like, I, I didn't really mind, and around that time, I met Helen and stuff, and then, like, that kind of became, like, my support, so she became my support and like, I was like practically, obs- I was, I mean, I practically pure obsessed in that. And then she helped me get through a lot of stuff like in school and whatever it was. And then I then went to like uni. I've kind of like completely drafted from them, but then we still keep in touch here or there. So cool. don't, don't really speak to anyone much from high school. But see, whenever I need like life advice, like really, really like down, I'll, I'll turn to Hamza and stuff like. No, that's good. The wise guys. Yeah, he's a wise guy, bro. He's yeah. been through shit in his life that huh. I can turn to him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you ever get in, like, lots of trouble in school? Or did you keep it civil? Did you, like, get in fights in school? school? Or... Yeah. 
Um, I wouldn't say I got fights in like high school and stuff, man. But um, like I, I acted up a wee bit in high school, right? Like I was being a bit more bold and stuff, cause probably cause I was afraid of getting bullied again. So I was like, if I act up, no one's gonna bully me. So I tried to. I had this like. Like, I, put, I put fake this big man persona, which wasn't... Fake until you make vampire. it. And I had, like, vampire teeth and all that, and I had to get some braces and shit. And that was, like, first year and all that. So, so like, around then, I was like, what am I doing? Like, as if you're dafty. And then it wasn't until, like... In fact, that's a lie. The only fights, like, I was getting into was, like, I'd be, like, going out at like, night, and it's Govan Hill, bro. You know, you know the area of Govan yeah. Hill, bro. I was just getting jumped, man. I got, like, jumped three times. Really? Stuff, so that's, like, yeah, three times. What did, did you get? Was it three times I got jumped? Three times I got jumped. Eh? What did they take from you? So what did they take? What was the first one? The first one was um, so I was cutting through a lane once, and then like all these Eastern Europeans. I'm gonna be very very nice about them, right? I'm gonna be very nice. So Eastern Europeans came up to me and like, you got the time. I think it was. So I think this one was like, do you have the time? I was like, nah, I don't. There's like four of them around me. I was like, oh, fuck, I know exactly. You knew deep down in yourself what's going down. Well, bro, I, I, well, even deep down, I knew on fucking surface value what they were about to do, right? And then like, you got the phone, I was like, nah, nah, I don't. And they're like, oh, I can see a phone in your pocket. Hey, you got the time? And then I was like, I don't. And they're like, I can see a phone in your pocket. Tell me the time. I was like, nah, I don't have a phone. So I like, instantly put my hand in my pocket. Uh-huh. I had the iPhone 6 at that time, bro. I was like, just come out as well. I was like, I'm a fuck showing you the, t- showing you the phone. And then, um, yeah, shit, she went from there. One of them came up behind me and started fucking cracking me in that, man. And then this is in a lane, so I was like, I'm getting jumped. Like, I fully took the beating that I had to take. But it didn't last too long, that one. And How then, much um, were you in like serious pain, or were you just like? I was alright, bro. They, they were like weak kids, man. They weren't really. Oh, uh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Not even weak kids, but they, they weren't nothing like major. And then the second one was it always? There was another one. Yeah. Oh my god! So I got jumped by these Scottish guys once, right? Um. So like, do you know where Queens Park is when you walk yeah. up to Queens Park? Uh, one of them come. Two, it was two of them, right? So one of them comes up to me, asked me for a fag, right? I said, sorry, mate, I don't smoke. And then he was like, all right, okay, cool. And it's, there's a, his pal, I could see him standing miles away. And I was like, what are these guys up to? He's like, you sure you don't have a fag? I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't, mate. He started walking with me, trying to have a conversation. Am I right? I'm just struggling to remember this one. And then, um, eh, what was it? So he started asking me all these weird questions. And like, and then they kept coming back around to this fag. Like, do you have this fag? Do you have this fag? I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't. And before I knew it, man, like, I had walked past his pal. And like, I'd forgotten about his pal because I was so invested in why this guy keeps asking me for a fag. And his pal just comes up behind me, bro, like, puts me in a headlock or whatever it is, and he's just fucking leathering me. I, I don't know why. I don't know. Probably because whatever it may be, I'm not going to get into it. But I just took a beating from them, man. But see, the did one they, thing, like, I made did, sure... Sorry? Did they take anything from you? No, nah, I always made sure that nothing ever got took from me, man. I always you kept sure your phone in the first time? Sorry? So you kept your iPhone in the first time? Of course time? I did. Oh, right, I was yeah. never going to let them have my phone. And then the second time, I don't know what they wanted from me, to be honest, bro. I might have just... They must have been steaming or whatever. So they done what they done, and then they seen like a loads of people coming at the train station because this yeah, the train station like there. So they boosted, bro. They took a runner, and I was like, that one will hurt a wee bit more. My ribs and all that would be fucked. How old were they? How old were they, bro? I must say, how old was I? Like 16, 17, and they must have been like in their twenties. So I know, man. And then what was the th- the third one was, uh, in the middle of Govan Hill, bro, like right in the fucking like the dirt of it. Uh, outside uh, this takeaway, same situation. They ask you, you've got the time, I don't. And then they ask you for money, don't have money. And they just go for it. But I made sure, see, every time I got these jumpings, I never fell to the ground. I was like, I'll take the beating, but I won't fall. 
because um, if you fall, that's your fuck, bro, because they can raid your pockets. Kick you they need and shit. And... Yeah, yeah, so you don't want to get kicked cool. in the head. For the viewer, if you find yourself yeah. in a situation, let's go through it. How do you stop how do you, if you how do you stop it? Well, how do you prevent what, like the worst? How do you prevent it? So if you, I guess I've had loads more shit happen since then that we won't get to. But I, I reckon the best thing to do is you're gonna be called a shite bag, right? But if you know that you're really, like if you don't want you don't want nothing to do with it, like you know you can't handle yourself for what it is, just run. Like see, at the end of the, in a week's time, no one's gonna fucking remember. You just know if one cunt's got a blade, and all it takes is you know what I mean. Like to just act a big man for about two minutes, like oh I, I took a beat and whatever. Uh, if I if I if I think back to it now, I should have ran when I knew what was going to happen. But mm. I didn't. so I'd say if you and if you're surrounded other, like, and there's nowhere to run, surrounded, how do you take it? You just it? take the beating. You just take the beating. So <laughs> like, try not to fall down to the ground. Just don't fall, man, because you start getting kicked in the head and this and that. But even then, like just look for your just look for your opportunity. Even hit one of them if you hit one of them good enough. Because that's what would happen to me. I'd, I'd manage to like, hit one and then the other one just kind of back off because they're like, oh, they'd get a bit like wary about it, but they wouldn't stop. But and you find that wee option, you just run, man. Don't, don't wait about, just run. <laughs> you know, I know constantly, there might be people watching this, like, oh, fucking shite bag, this and that. It's not worth it, but what you're getting out of it, honestly, what you're getting out of it, like yeah. my cousin, his nose looks like fucking shit because really? he's took, yeah, like his nose is like that, man, feels crushed. So they go, like, you're not running anything, you just look ugly at the end of it. Damn. So yeah, so rough, rough areas you've been through. Yeah, man, still there. Being an only child, do you feel that you were getting attached to just like older sibling figures in your life? Is that what brought you closer oh to those God. friends, or your cousins, so, or? Um. Yeah. So I'd say my cousin. I had one cousin in particular. I got quite close with, and he was he was quite popular, like around the area and this and that. Um. So I kind of looked up to him almost. He was only a month older than he's only a month older than me. So I looked up to him and all that. And in, in retrospect, I shouldn't have because he's a fucking dickhead. And I hope he's watching this. That's another story. Um, she's feeling laughing. Can we hear the uh, story? You want to hear this? Oh, bro, I can't get into it. Oh, can't get into it. Yeah, yeah, can't get into it right now. Yeah, so I found myself like really. So, so here's here's my thing, right? I struggled to see you because I was bullied. This and that. I didn't feel like I was a man. So my thing was always like, how do I feel like a man? I really want to be a man. Like she knows all about this man. I went through this mad like, like what do you even say journey, man? Like I'd say it was a journey, it was a long one. Like discovering who I am as a person. So I would look up to these like say fucking celebrities, fighters, mm-hmm. boxers, footballers. I'd get, I would say if it was like one week, I'd be attached to Ronaldo, right? I'd be want to be like him. Fucking watch all these videos about him. What dress like him as a rapper. I'd start dressing like a rapper. Just, I didn't know who I was. Like, I wanted, I'd look at these guys and I'd like, right, that's a man, so that's what I need to be. But when I was doing it, I was like, it just it doesn't feel right. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like myself. And then, like, she would always tell me, she'd like, like you need to be yourself. But I'd, bro, honestly, it took me fuck, years and years to understand. Even now, I, I catch myself doing it. And then the older I got, if I skip ahead, like, a lot of years, man, so maybe even two years ago, eh, I, I started getting to know people that are a lot older than me like a lot older and they're, they're well off people and whatever it is and then like for me at this point i was like these are men they had they had like the monies the, the money the cars the image the everything so i was like that's like these are men this is what i'm going to be like right so i started like really like like one person in particular i really like made myself be like i'm going to be like him like that's it there's, there's no other option in life but to be like this guy 
And then, like, I fully, like, uh, bro, I'm obsessed over this cunt, man. Like, I'd done everything I could to get his attention or speak to him. And I, that, so I started speaking to other people to get closer to this one person. And I was doing some mad shit, like, just get close to this person. And, you know, you start getting noticed, noticed a little bit more. It's mostly, like, shisha cafes and stuff. I started going... Um, so, like, I started kind of building... I wouldn't say a name for myself. I started getting, like, noticed a little bit more. And it kind of felt good because I was like, oh, finally, like... I'm around like men do you get me like I'm, I finally feel like one as well but even then on the inside I was like I don't know if this is me Um. so I, but that, I think that shit like if you I'm going to keep going back and forth but that's starting from being an only child see with my dad as well like my dad's fucking a wonderful man the guys came from Pakistan this and that grafted all his life been working the same job for 22 years like 23 24 years that's crazy. In, the, in the one job yeah man putting food on the table and that. So he was obviously, and he was working two jobs at one time. So he was very occupied with working and putting food on the table. So you, you got to respect that so much, so, man. Like, it's, it's hard to do that. Do you feel with him being that busy, do you lack the fatherly figure? Yeah, majorly, majorly. So that's, that, uh, this is what the root causes, which took me a long time to figure out. So it's mostly around my mum. And obviously a mother can do so much to teach her to be a man. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then it comes down I come like start getting into my twenties. I'm looking at all these other guys, and they're not in society. They're not good people to say the least, right? But to me, they were fucking idols. Like you, you, you couldn't say they were imperfect in any way, shape, or form. Um, so I really like threw myself into it, and then I started discovering bits I didn't like. So I was like, right, I don't like this about that. So I drop it and I try and do my own little thing. So I was like, oh, I like this about myself now. So I stick with that. And then I try and indulge in something else. And I was like, I like this thing from it. So I started doing this little wee mini journeys and I talked to Helen about stuff. And some some days I'd be obsessed with like, oh man, who was it? Anthony Joshua, bro, I had a mad, mad, mad face with Anthony Joshua. So I had a bit where I was like, I don't want to be like these guys anymore. I want to be like Anthony Joshua. So I took a boxing, bro. I was so serious. Like, I remember. I was like, I want to be a, you remember that, bro? Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to be a boxer. But this is the thing. I go through these phases. Like, it's a bit like, it's a bit mad, like, I get, bro, it, it clicks and that's me in it now. In my head, there's nothing can, like, deter me away from this thought I've had now, like, I'm going to do it. But in reality, it's fucking stupid. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not it's not possible. Like, if I wanted to do something like that, it should have been done younger. But it, it made me feel, like, just even having that thought of, I could be this person made me feel a lot better. But then eventually, I, but I was still, like, if you get into it, I was, like, miserable. If you think about it, like the, the person I was, but I was like miserable with the person I was, but my life was good. Do you get me? Like I was ha- like happy in the sense of like my relationship and where where things were going with my life and whatever it was. But as a person, I didn't like myself. Even today, I'd like I was not into that. But like as a person, like I didn't I didn't like what I, what I saw. And then I think so. My biggest biggest um, developing phase was during lockdown. Fully found myself during lockdown. Really? Completely, bro. The first lockdown changed me completely. And like, and now I know who I am as a man. Like, I yeah, know what man. I want. I know, do you know what I mean? Like, it took me a while, man. I look at my hairline. It's, I've lost a lot of hair trying to figure out what, who I am. And who that, are you? And that's all. Who, who am I? Who are you? Where you want to be? Exactly who I what am. do you want to do? I see that. I'm, I'm excited to hear who is Shavaz. Like, I've known you for some time, but if you've found yourself now, who do you think I am? Who do you think I am? Who wants to get through life, have enjoy the most of life, and uh, put food on the table, similar to your father, 
and uh, just enjoy some of the luxuries in life while you do it. I, I've got a strong, I've got a strong mindset of what I want in life now, and that's be very stable. And um, I have a business, right? We're going to get to that later as well. Yeah, we'll get to inshallah. And um, I don't know how to describe myself as a person. I know what I am. Like, I don't know how to put it into words. I'm not good with words at all. Like, she'll tell you I'm horrible with words. I'm bad at um, expressing myself. But I feel like I, I, I show myself more. Like, yeah. I, I show what I am rather than being able to say what like, I am. Huh. See, even that sentence was all but <laughs> I had to express myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'd say now I'm a mentally, I'm very mentally strong now. Like, I've, I've good been, been through so much stuff, bro. Like, you see, in the past two years, the stuff I've been through, you wouldn't even imagine. Like, honestly, until the past two years, I felt like the past 10 years, like I've aged 10 years or something. Um, the, like, I can't even get into it, bro. You don't need to a get lot into of stuff. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's helped me develop as a person, like, look at myself and just loads of little things man like and it's made me who i am today and i and i, and I know who i am today and even like in another two years i'll be completely different mm-hmm. but i'm okay with that well, that's you know good I mean? growth because you know, it requires like, you to change yeah yeah but i'm okay see when i like when i look at myself i'm like it's all right like i accept it do you know what i mean so i mean i hope the, i wish the gyms were open so i was in a fat fuck right now but other than that it's all right so you're content with yourself now you're no longer looking towards a uh, role models yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I would. I don't have role models, right? Because I still look. I do still look up to people. I feel like it's good to have that, no matter how far you get in life. Like, there's always going to be someone bigger and better than you. So, as a way to humble yourself, it's good to always look up to someone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think I'll never not have a role model or someone that I look up to. I might not even share it with anyone who I look up to. But for myself, I know who it is. But I, I won't. I won't do what I used to do and like indulge myself in this. Yeah, person. don't obsess. Be this person with that. Yeah, and this person doesn't even give a fuck about yeah. me. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So, in that sense, I think I've, I'm, I'm okay now. That's good. I wouldn't say I'm content because there's a lot more development to do, but I'm happy with how it's going. Are you content with at the stage at right now? You're happy with that stage because obviously we'll never be content if we're always trying to grow, yeah. and we're always trying to grow. But are you content with to the point you're at right now to which you can grow from? Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, yeah, I definitely <laughs> fucking choking on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like the way I'm going, I would say I'm content. That's good. Well. I'm happy for you because I, appreciate it. I mean, you've seen me like my yeah. downs and at times you've seen very lost. You didn't I have ever like even he's saying that I feel look lost sometimes. Like, I, I, see, like I thought I had it well, but I didn't, man. I yeah. didn't. I'm genuine. <laughs> I was just like others. this zombie. What? Sorry? Maybe to others you did, but to me, I knew you'd also tell me as well and stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but... I think you're the only person in uni I would share, like, some issues within that. See, in uni, man, there wasn't many Asians, right? There was nah. five brown people, three of which were Arab hijabis. Then <laughs> <And> us two. <laughs> I know, it actually was, that's crazy, isn't it? So it's like, yeah, there's not many other people you can get onto that, like, level where you can talk about culture and family and such and yeah, still relate. yeah, yeah. Our culture is mad. Yeah. But mad, mad. this going to something on a lighter note. You oh, used to work at McDonald's when during college and part of uni. Let's talk about it. Yep. I want to talk about McDonald's. Where did I begin? I Which McDonald's did you work in? Uh, so I worked in East School Bride. Mm-hmm. I was at Kingsway. I worked in that McDonald's for four and a half years of my life. That's 
I'd say I enjoyed the first two years of it. <laughs> the last two were more so like, fuck's sake, I had a horrible manager and this and that. Fucking hated the bitch. Um, so when I first started, I was like, uh, I even me, so if I get into it, right, I would say McDonald's helped me grow quite a bit as well. Really? I've done a lot of stuff in McDonald's which helped me grow. Yeah, man, the people I met, like, so, so see, being a student and stuff, you meet students and that's it. Yeah. Everyone's got the same same mindset. You all, people have different cultures and that. But when you're in like a workplace, especially like McDonald's, when you see like a thousand people a day, and then you're stuck with other people who are different um, upbringings as to how they've got to McDonald's as a job. Some people are 16, some people are 40, do you know what I mean? Some people have been working there 20 years, and then you know, every other week someone new is starting and stuff. So I started like developing myself in there, like becoming a crew trainer and all this, that pish. And then I, so I was the only brown guy, so you want to talk about like being Asian, and the whole time I worked there, in four and a half years, I was the only like brown guy, so like I really stood out there, so I kind of like, like I made a lot more friends there quicker, I think, because I did stand out, I got quite close with it, like, I'd say four, three or four people I got most close with, right, and then, what else, from McDonald's, <laughs> there's so many little things that's just coming to my head, I don't know what to start with, I will start with this story. Right, so I'd say on about three months after my probation period, right, and three months into my shift, I was really, really busy. I went out to give someone their food because they had been waiting about 10 minutes max, right? Gave her her food and I said, I'm really sorry for your waiting on this fish. But I gave her her food as I'm walking away, she spat on me. That's fucked. She That's spat on me right now. Only for exactly. 10 minutes? For 10 minutes, boy, she like, he's a fucking shite and all this and that. I was like, all right, man, but but I was so new, so I was like, oh, I guess this is normal. <laughs> Bro, see if that happened to me just before I left McDonald's, I'd have been chasing that car down the expressway. Like, I would have been on that hood of that car, and you would have seen me on Facebook viral, McDonald's <laughs> walking on top of a car hood until I broke that bitch's face. Like, I wouldn't oh, give a man. fuck, bro. So even in that way, man, like, it gave me, McDonald's gave me a lot of resilience in myself. Like, started off as a wee fucking, like, shite bag, and then, like, dealing with all these, like, cracks or, like, even your management giving you a bit of back chat, you give them it back. Because you start to know your own self-worth. It's like, you can't speak to me like that. And yeah. you, know yeah, I mean? you, stand, you start to stand up for yourself. You're a human and no one should be spat on. Yeah, yeah, that's mad. I forgot I even told you I got spat on. <laughs> I could talk about it. So seeing like at McDonald's, you do realise like just weird, like messed up stuff. Whereas like you get loads of drink drivers coming through. Like you don't realise how bad that issue is, man. So like I remember one time uh, I was like taking, I was like taking all the orders and stuff. And this guy was trying to take an order. I was like, I can't understand this guy. So I told him to come around. I was like, I'll take your, I'll take your order when I see you. And I seen a bottle of Jack Daniels in his hand. And this guy could not even, he couldn't form a sentence. And I was like, how are you even driving? And I, this is the only time in my life I've grasped, right? I'm not a grass. Like, but I, in my head, I'm like, if I leave this and you go and drive, someone's dying, man. Do you know what I mean? Either and himself his, his pal or... grabbed the, yeah. Exactly, bro. His pal grabbed the bottle of Jack Daniels out of his hand. And I was like, shit. So I, I kind of went, all right. Park up in that, I'll bring your food out for you. And I went and told the manager, and they phoned the police. And they brought it within seconds, man. These, there was about five police cars on that outside taking this drunk, uh, drunk driver away and stuff. And then I got asked to go to court for it. I was like, I'm a fuck. Really? Yeah, yeah, because you have to be a witness. I was yeah. like, I'm not doing that. So then my manager yeah, had to go time. But if you go to court, you obviously you don't need work and you can get the money. <laughs> yeah, man, I wasn't a, they're not a fan of the justice system, so I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> But was it Jenky or McDonald's was like a bad off one because of the area? 
like East Kilbride has its like yeah. you know has its things, but Jenko is no, even I, worse. No, no, I feel like some places are worse than mine. I think mine's is not that bad. Like with, I wish with any workplace, bro, you're gonna get stuff like that. <laughs> um, and particularly mine. Like that McDonald's in particular, I've I've heard more like worst horror stories about people like um asking to like uh, assaulting employees and stuff like that. So uh, McDonald's is a mad place, especially if you're working the night shift and that. Like you hear all, all their horror stories are like nothing compared to ours. They like, have deal, having to deal with all the drunk people and stuff. Do you? I refuse to do night shift. You you so you refuse you refuse to yeah, do night I shift. Yeah, I would never have done night shift. What's the worst experience you had there? Like, bang worst out. experience yeah. I had. Bang out with a customer or like just in general. Just in general. In general, I would say my manager, my manager in the in the end of it all, she's a fucking psychopathic bitch who hated men. Right, I'm I'm being serious. Well, she hated men. She hated people who were being successful in life. See anything I got? She was like, "How'd you get that? Why well, are you doing this? How are you doing that?" And I questioned me, questioned me about my relationship, about this and that. And she was so nosy, bro. And like, she didn't like the fact that I was liked in there, like in a mm-hmm. way, like. I kind of got along with everyone and people, like, if someone tried to speak to me like, she get away from him, get away from him. I was like, calm down, man. Like, it's McDonald's, you're selling burgers and chips. You're not exactly a fucking, like, bank, do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so she made my life miserable for a while, bro. I used to dread going into work purely because of her. Uh, and some of the so, other managers in there. She wasn't always but, there then? She only came in towards the end? Near, near the end, man. Like, the last two years or so, I had to spend, spend with her. And I was actually trying to find a new job and stuff. And like eventually I did, but I'm not gonna say what it is or what it is. But um, so I've got this new job, and it's like even this new job, man, it's fucking amazing. That's good, much. Um, to get away from stuff, like, even from that, I'm I'm gonna I know I'm gonna develop so much more as a person. Good. But I realize I'd really veer off topic as I'm talking, but happens. Everyone does, you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, she was just a bitch, big bitch, and you just hate her. Yeah, I'll give you a story about her. Right, I had a really good friend in there called Sean. Um, me and him got along, bro. I, I treated him like a brother, like like instantly we, we got along and we'd have a laugh every single fucking day on shift and every manager's agenda was to make sure we weren't together on shift because we would just fuck about and it still didn't stop us. I'd go up the back and do whatever I wanted and then I remember one time I walked in on shift, like bro, I clocked in, right? See, it's a three o'clock shift, clocked in, walked up to Sean, shook his hand, started screaming at me and I rolled my eyes 30 seconds into my shift got sent home. <laughs> she was that much of a psychopath, bro. That's crazy. I know. But what about with customers? My customer, crazy a customer. Um, I say like when COVID started kicking off, I was in there, and then I remember one time when customers come in, um, a customer, uh, when they didn't want to wear a mask and that, you obviously weren't allowed in and whatever it is, and a customer started like, um. They'd get quite like raging about it, and I was like, "Mate, just put a mask on, whatever, right?" Uh, and he started like swearing at one of the workers, calling her a fat bitch and this and that. And she went out trying to like scrap with this guy, and she came in pure greeting and stuff. And he started threatening us, saying that he's gonna bring people and like get us all like fucked up and shells. It's like it's all talk, you know. What is he's a wee worker, his trousers are covered in pain and that. He's gonna do fuck all. I mean, so I'd say that was probably one of the worst things I've seen, like. Just like the way another human could talk to another one yeah. over a fucking burger. That's so Do you know dumb. What I mean? Over a burger. Hmm. I mean, I met a lot of crazy people that ended up being my friends. And <laughs> do you get on with crazy <laughs> people? Well, do I get on with crazy people? Well, yeah, I do get on with crazy people. Well, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> I 
because I don't know. Yeah, I do get along with crazy people. I, I find it funny because see, because I'm so like reserved, and I, and yeah. if, I, if I go somewhere and I've got this person that's pure outgoing and that, they kind of take the limelight and I'll sit mm. back a bit and like, no, okay. do you get what I mean? I, yeah. quite, I quite enjoy having friends that are more outgoing than being shy. Because mm. when you get into a situation where it's like you need to talk to someone, it's like ah, you just take the lead. You're like you everyone's shy, then no one talks, and then exactly. it's just, yeah, awkward. But yeah, um, if you have someone that talks and it's good like that, what do you feel you learned from it, gained from it? And you take forward to your life. I've learned from McDonald's and getting from it. I definitely like a, a lot of talking skills. Hundred percent, I can talk my way through anything now, bro. Honestly, I can chat shit through anything, and that's purely through McDonald's. Like if I, if customers are moaning about stuff, I'll just talk rubbish with them and get them on my side. And do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. let, let them leave happy or whatever it is. Um. And just like like I said before, my, for me, is a, the big thing in my life was dealing with people and then getting to understand how people work and then figuring out how I work. So like that is real, how how everyone works. So I really enjoy like understanding this type of person's like that. In my head, I can categorise people now. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but I'm able to do it. And I, I know it's a bit of a mad one still, but I can do it. And I, I, and I can tell you, like, honestly, Helen can tell you as well, I'm pretty good at it now. She's better at it than me. Like, she'll I tell me, don't talk to this guy because he's a dickhead. Six months down the line, I'm like, he's a dickhead. I but feel, I yeah. still give that person a chance. I feel similar I mean? to so, that. I can, a good judge of character. You can judge people's character. Good, good quick, judge of character, and yeah. It's not like judging yeah. them by a book by a cover, but a you look way. into no, no, no. how they speak, what they speak about, their actions exactly. and such, and you can just put a puzzle together of how they are. Got what I say, yeah. mm. So I know what you mean in that regard. I wouldn't say I categorise everyone, but I guess... Uh, is a bad word. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't even do it in a bad way, bro. Like, I categorise it as a bad word. Like, I, 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 in my head, I've got these different types of people that I've met now. I feel like I'm still going to meet a lot, lot more people. Yeah. I'm like, I've met someone like you before and I know yeah. how to deal with you. I know how to uh, talk no, to I you. No, I get that. Do you get uh, what I mean? So yeah, now I can make bad. that person, in my company, I can make I can make you really comfortable or I can make you really uncomfortable uh-huh. in my company or whatever I feel like in that moment is uh-huh. right. Because I've mm-hmm. met someone like you and I know what your trigger points are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know, that sounds very psychotic. Like, it's not psychotic, it goes into psychotic. Bro, but this is the thing, like, it, without getting in too much, like, I've, I've, you have to be like that, exactly, bro. Like, especially with, like, the way my life is. Like, I need to be like that. I can't I can't take anyone for face value. If I do that, I'm fucked mm-hmm. in my life. No, I get without it. Without getting yeah. into it. So, you get me? You're a big fan of shisha. You're smoking some right now. What are you smoking right now? Right now I'm smoking uh, peach, pineapple and mint. I just oh, bought it. Bro, for you, this is a um, Samosa with Seth special. I literally went and bought it right now. I was like, it's Seth's podcast. First episode, I'm going to smoke something new. And too late, too late. I like it. Is, it. is it good? Amazing. I think it didn't smell that good. It's not quite strong, but smoking it is quite good. Well, as you know, I don't smoke shisha. Hey, yeah. I go to shisha spots maybe just for the company, but what as a person in a fan of shisha, what do you gain from it? What do I gain from this? Mm-hmm. So I feel like right, I, I can put it. I, I can. I think I can explain it quite simply, right, for some people, because I know you've got quite a wide audience that's going to watch this. So for me, this is the equivalent of having like some of my pals. Like I'm going to go for a few cans, right, of beer or whatever, or bottles of beer. I'll come for a smoke. It helps me relax, bro. It helps me like focus my mind. It helps me chill out a bit. And see, even making it. See, for me, like I'm a bit of a weirdo. I enjoy making it, like the whole process of it, and like that's fine. making it perfect, man. See, before when I used to make them, they were shit. 
they were so so bad like they were burnt in like two seconds and that and I used to get obsessive I'm like I'm going to ace this and then I still started buying all these expensive equipment and stuff and I can enjoy it like I like collecting it now you see all that shit there's a couple more over there um, so I feel like collecting all of them I just I, I guess it's a hobby now isn't it like That's I enjoy good. it and then especially for social like I'm massive on shisha shisha cafes as well like I I'd spend I'd spend hours and hours and hours and like you I'm used not to study in there. I used to study in there exactly. <laughs> I'd go after uni, go straight to Shisha and start studying. It's just I don't know what it is about that place, man. See when you enter that place, it's like everything else is gone. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter no more. It's like a different world, different atmosphere. You enter the music, the people, the the, the like everything is just different. Do you know what I mean? And you can decide how it is you want to be. But like when you when you've got a Shisha, you can be like fucking like pure this laid back person or you can, I, I don't know how to describe it man you can even express yourself through stuff like this do you know what I mean mm-hmm. no I get you I get you I, enjoy, I, like, I really 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 enjoy it so yeah. how do you how do you make a shisha so you have like the whole <laughs> this take me through the steps you want me to tell you how to make it yeah oh man I feel like I should grab one and show you I've got one for my car do you want to see it let's see it I set it in my car like I literally oh, this okay. thing sits in my car right like that swing right Looks like it's in the car. It sits in the cup holder. What? It doesn't. It? So it sits in the cup holder. It sits in the cup holder of the car. But I'm going to show you this because you can actually see it rather than show you that big one. I'll show you which one I'm smoking right now. If, if, imagine I drop this. Two seconds. Oh my god. Oh, okay. that, that looks cool. It's it's fancy, it? Like, the and all that, yeah. this and that. I like it. Yeah, you got me, right? Yeah. Um, so, how did I talk you through this? I'm actually about to give a tutorial on how to make a shisha. Let's do it. I want to hear it. Yeah, do you want to hear it? So you fill this up with water, right? Cold uh-huh. water, as cold as you can get it, okay? And then there's different heads that you can get, you, you put like your flavours in. Mm-hmm. It, it can be tobacco, or, like, you know, it can be tobacco as nicotine, you can get stuff with it, nicotine as well. So this is like a small, small vision of it, you stick a flavour in there. So is a flavour like, what, what does it come as? Like, uh, would you like? So it's like tobacco. Oh, it's so it's sorry, okay, no, I get you. So there's yeah. like, flavours in that. And on top of that, you set a coal, cover that up. And then you just start smoking. That's like a really dumbed down version of how you do it. But um, see if, if you really wanted me to get into it, I get pure geeky about it, man. How would I make one? So you're like a like, shisha enthusiast? I mean, I love it. Even earlier on, Helen was like, I'll make my own. I was like, no, 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 no. I'll make your own as well. See, people are like coffee coffee enthusiasts and such, but your vice is shisha then. Yeah. You told yeah, me yeah, yeah, you have a business yeah. idea. Let's see that. So for me... I feel like see for the market for like having a shisha lounge is it is so saturated bro. Every corner now in Glasgow I can see even like in the next like five years they'll be everywhere. But I say the one thing that's lacking is a shisha shop. So you know you can go into a shop and buy a vape. It's fairly simple. I want you to try and go out and buy a shisha. If if you don't know where they are, you're not gonna find it. So like you you know you know Spock Shields, you can go Super Asia and they'll have some, but it's not really known. Like it's quite a hidden type of thing. Um, so for me, I'd want to open up a vape shop, exactly like how a vape shop would look. But it's just this stuff, man, just shisha, and like, and I, I and I feel like I could sell. Like, it would be very successful purely because of my passion for it. Yeah. And even with Helen and stuff, like she would she'd work there, and she's really passionate about like smoking, whatever it is. And yeah, you know, you, I mean? you know your stuff, and yeah, uh, man. So you, you did business stuff, you know business acumen. Yeah. You can do it. Exactly, bro. So um, yes. So I feel like even when you go into like Super Asia and I'll see some people like sometimes I'll go into buy flavour like today I went and bought flavour from there like just quickly 
and like you hear them trying to explain to someone how to make one, and they're like it's just a butcher that's just yeah. it down. <laughs> and I'm and he's like, you fill up the water to here and this and that, and I'm like, oh mate, what are you telling this person? Like, it's gonna be yeah. such a shit experience, and then that's them put off shisha for the rest yeah. of their life. They're gonna be like, oh, I tried it this one time, it was shite. But if you if you get taught, and if and I would do this thing where I would make one in front of you mm-hmm. and show you how it's done, let you smoke it understand how it all works and when you leave when you go home it's like because i sat and fucking watched like a thousand hours worth of youtube videos about it man <laughs> until i aced that like bro i'm telling you i'm not even blowing my own trumpet now i'm fucking amazing at making them i believe like, you i'm amazing at making them honestly I'll, one day you come and you have one right <laughs> i know you're not a smoker but have have one with me just mm. for the just for the sake of it right okay. you got you got to complete that one day you got to have a smoke with me um, so yeah, that's a shop idea. Hopefully, work on that within after Inshallah. COVID and that once COVID and shut once COVID and all that's done and out the way with because you don't know you're trying to start something yeah. now when it's so uncertain with what can happen. So Where would you idea. say is the ideal location for this? Southside. Mm, I agree because that's the highest Asian community, yeah. and also like not even Asians, man. Like even in the Shi Challenge is the one I go to Key Lounge. Like a friend of mine owns it. You every walk of like life walks in there. You yeah. got your teenagers. You get like older men coming in, and this is their tradition. Like some of them are from like Afghanistan or whatever, and they smoke. And they smoke. After yeah. They have a cup of tea and they smoke. You know what I mean? You see some so black you get, guys. Like, uh... walks of... Yeah, man. Everyone. Some people like... come there purely just to chill. You know what I mean, so outside because it's such a variety of people. I feel like I wouldn't want to tie myself down to a location. If say it's a shitty location, I know I can make it work purely yeah. because of the passion. And the people that will come there, if it's and a, it's a shoebox store, I don't care. Exactly, bro. Even if it's a small shoebox like shop, I don't care. Like, do you know you what I'm thinking? You build on it. With a lot of businesses closing, there'll be a lot of opportunities for places. Exactly. If you have the revenue for it, make it work. Hundred percent, bro. So that's you, the plan for that. You visited a lot of shisha spots. I asked this in my last episode to Asama because he's also somewhere he's visited a lot. Where's the right. best shisha spots? Okay, so here's the thing, right? You want to ask me about the best shisha spot? See, ever since Key Lounge opened, I have never... And how, how many years has it been opening? Three, two, three years, right? I, in Glasgow, I've not been to another shisha lounge. Really? I used to go urban. I, and the only time I've smoked shisha elsewhere is on holiday. Because so I am, like, a loyalist to that place, bro. But purely because, like... I, it's probably been biased, but all my friends are there. All people no, I've been telling kids are there. Do you, do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. for me, it's not even just about the smoke, like having the best flavour. For some people, it is that. But for me, it's like when you go into a shisha cafe, it's about your atmosphere. It's about the music. And most importantly, it's about the music. It's about the people there. And like, it's that, that makes the whole experience and not just about the flavour. I mean, if the shisha shit, you're going to have a shit experience regardless. Mm-hmm. But if it's an okay shisha, but everything else is good, you don't care, man. Some people are blowing smoke and it's like just little tiny poofy clouds, but they don't care because it's like... The, the vibes you're chilling and kind of uh, dancing about and whatever. I'm not a dancer, but it's funny seeing everyone else do it. I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine yeah, you dancing about Yeah, I don't want to imagine yeah. me dancing either. Yeah. <laughs> so when you said to me you wanted to come on this episode, you said you had big news, Shabazz. You told me the news. Now tell the viewers. So the big news is that, inshallah, soon I'll be a married man. Inshallah. At the prime, at the prime age of 22. Damn, that's young. In some ways, yeah, but so, it's like, you know, when you're ready and you feel you're ready. Yeah, yeah. For sure, bro. So you want me to get started from the beginning, beginning? Yeah, or... let's talk about it. How did you no, meet the girl? The Who is the girl? You mentioned her in sixth yeah. year. I met her in, I met, I met her in sixth year. 
So she went to your yeah, school? Yes, so I was six. I was six. No, she went, she went to Holyrood. She went to another school. I'm talking, it's so weird that I'm talking about this person, but she's sitting over there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I seen her about and like in the area quite a bit, right? So they kind of like, she was like grabbing my attention and whatnot. And I was like, but she was like, you know those girls you, you see, right? And you're like, I can't talk to you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there's not even they're any too point in me trying, and they're right? they're too like, in your yeah. league. Exactly. exactly so I was like and also at this point like my, my self-consciousness and all that's what is bad right yeah. so like, I'm not even I'm not even attempt to try and talk to her like so I, like I, I left it for ages man but like I don't know how right I got her Snapchat I'm not gonna get into how I got her Snapchat um, so I messaged her one time and I spoke to her and I was like ah oh, shit like I pure shot myself and I, I stopped talking again and I remember it was during summer Um, I walked out once to go grab food and then, like, she was standing. So, see, like, in my, um, next to my house, there's, like, massive gate to get into, like, the lanes for the garden. Yeah. Um, uh, and, like, I seen, a, I seen someone standing there, right? And I was like, what is this person doing? But I didn't know how to up and all that, so I couldn't really see. So I looked over and I was like, it's scary, very scary. And I brown man with a hoodie on. And then I was like, mm, I think it's her, but I don't know. And I was pure looking and all that. And I could see a cat pure, like, running up this thing and going up a tree or whatever it, whatever it was. And I was like, right. That's Steph was her and that's her cat, right? Because I knew she had cats and shit. And I was like, if you this is so weird, man. I was like, is that your cat? And she was like, ah, oh, yes. I was like, bro, tell me how fucking like creepy this is. And I asked, even she said the other day that it's pure dumb that she done this. I was like, do you want to come through my clothes and go get your cat through my garden? So she followed a, a, a random brown man into a close, into a back garden, right? She must have had, a, she must, yeah, had a lot of trust there. Yeah. She must have, did have a lot of trust. She must have known what was coming in it. And then, um, so I took her to the back garden or whatever it was, and I let her, like, go get a cat, right? So I was like, fuck, like, that actually was her. So, like, I'm pure, like, busting out my clothes, running away, so she doesn't think I'm a creep you're watching her, whatever it is. So I go get my food, and by the time I come back and get my food, I'm standing in the kitchen, I'm like, is she still there? I'm pure looking in the back garden and shit, and I can see her with her mum, like, because the cat was stuck up the tree fully and then all that. And then eventually, um, they got her, they got him. And then I was like, right, She's seen me now, right? And I was like, I'm going to just say fuck it and I'll, I'll message her. But I waited to a whole day, right? So I was like, I'll message her the next day. And I said something along the lines of, oh, shit, what was it? I said, did you get I said, did you get your cat or something, you crazy cat lady? Pure shite part of my Yeah, that's, that's bad. That's just it's shite. So bad. I was 16. I was 16. Okay, right? okay, okay. You're so 16 I'll, or 16. Right, so I said that, right? So I was like, right, okay. She started talking a wee bit, this and that. But, so, actually, actually I'll tell her this because she knows this, because like, she was very exclusive, bro. like, everyone knew who she was and this and that, like, do you know what I mean? All the popular boys knew her, and I was like, I'm not that guy, so I can't really talk. Um, but I was like, fuck it, I'll just get out of the ghost. I'm just talking here and there. And then, like, she was kind of hard to talk to at first. I would get one of these one-word replies and shit, Aww. and I was like, right, so I'm like, oh, she's not feeling it. So I'd, like, leave it again, and then try it again. And then I think, you know what? Like, honestly, what is genuinely the worst thing that could happen? She says, no, right. So I say it in summer. Like, I think I've stopped talking to her for like a month or something. And then I message her, goes, oh, do you, want to jump out? do you want to jump out? Right? And she's like, all right, sounds. We agreed to a day. And I was like, right. So I left it at that. I was like, I'm going to let her pop up to me on the day. Right? So I'm just waiting. And she doesn't text me. I was like, fuck. So I was like, right, I'm going to leave it now because she doesn't want nothing to do with this. And I, then I, uh, I spoke to Hamza, and I was like, oh, Hamza, I quite like this girl, this and that. Like, I asked her to jump out, and she, like, didn't message. And he was like, he was like obviously, she's not gonna, like, yeah, girls would never to... make the first move. Like, 
So I was like, oh, that's true, blah, blah, blah. And I was sitting with him. I remember we watched the movie. We went in the takeaway. I was in the takeaway. He was like, just message him. I was like, fuck it, I'll do it then. So I messaged her, start talking again. And then I arranged another day to meet up, right? I was like, if she agrees to this, then I'm going through with it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, so she agreed to it. I was like, sound. So I went ahead with it. Met in a park, obviously. Which park? Queens? Yeah, Queens Park. Uh, just down the street. I mean, I was 16. I couldn't, couldn't go anywhere else. Could uh, and, bro, we sat at a park bench for six hours. Six talking. hours? Six hours we sat at the park. The fuck are you doing on a park bench for six hours? Nothing special, man. Just talking about. How can you. How can you talk but I'm, like... But I'm not... T- it didn't feel like six hours, but like, I actually didn't feel like six hours. And we'd done this like twice, t- three times or something. And then the third time... No, wait, fuck. How did it go again? Yeah, yeah. So two weeks in a row, we went to the park, right? And then the third week in the park, it took me five hours to ask her out. We sat in this park for five hours. Like, I need to ask you something. And she's like, oh, what is it? I was like, ah, nothing. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> and then the <laughs> whole time I spent five hours... Obviously, it was a straight man. So five hours I spent trying to like build up the courage just to ask her. And then I asked her, right? And then I was like, I'm just going to... So once I had asked her, I was like, yes, that's the weight off my shoulders. And she wouldn't answer. She was like, ah, oh. she was like, oh, you know what the answer is? I was like, nah, I know, but I want you to say it, though. Just say it. So I've got full closure, right? So I was like, just say it. And then she's like, oh, no, you know what it is? And I was like, all right. And then she was like, yeah. But bro, here's the thing, right? She didn't let me look at her face for about two months. What do you mean? she looked like for two months. What the fuck does that even mean? No, bro, like, she's laughing about it, right? I'm not kidding. If I tried to look at her, she'd do that. She was very self-conscious, right? Very self-conscious. You basically fell in love but with Gabby. Basically, bro, I fell in love with the personality. That's just say that. Mm. So personality became became before the looks, right? <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, so we just had to, like, bro, but we, we bonded heavy fast, man. Like, we see, like, just through, like, the whole relationship we took together for, what, um, around five years now. Like, she's helped me grow as a person so much. And, like, I, I'd like to think I've helped her grow as well. Because, I mean, yeah, it's not just, like, it's not just a one-way thing. Do you know what I mean? We've had mental ups and downs, like, crazy, crazy. Like, you wouldn't even imagine. But, like, we're still here in it together. And then um, I just kind of got to a stage where it was, like, I need to tell my parents, right? Because mm-hmm. I was like, this is very serious. Like, I know for many like, years you tried to keep a low-key, low-key. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a good thing. I should have never done that, man. I should have been up front straight away. But I was just a shite bag. So I was like, I, I just really need to tell my parents about this because I know this is what I want. And at, at the end of the day, like, as my happiness and this is what I want to do. And, uh, and then, like, so she... So I knew the big thing was going to be, right, like, this is... You know this and anyone, white and not a Muslim, right? But that didn't bother me. I never... See, when I'm with her, I don't think I'm with a white girl. I'm with Helen, do you know what I mean? I'm not with, like, a white girl. I don't think of shit like that. Because I don't look at people like that. And then, um, uh, what was it? She went through her own wee journey, so she had, like, contemplations about God and this and that. And she'd ask me questions, right, about, like, Islam. But, bro, I was, I'm not, like, I know enough. I know enough to, like, to be a Muslim. I know enough to be a good Muslim, right? I know what's right, what's wrong. But she would ask me these questions, which I was like, I have no clue. Damn. So I started getting stressed. And like, I was like what? what could she ask you? So like, she'd ask me stuff like, so if like, if God is you, why does blah, 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 blah happen? This and that. And these are like deep questions, which I'm like, I have no clue. So I'd get really stressed and I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And that was like, uh, that's probably my fault. Like I should have took the time out earlier on to like try and educate her. But 
I think in the end how it worked out was even better. So she like went through her own um, journey where it was like she studied like all three books, bro, and the the Bible, Torah, and the Quran. Yeah. She like done each one, and every every so when she started reading the Quran, she was like every question about life she had was being answered with each page she was reading. Obviously, did the English version, right? So like any questions she had thought about as she was reading it, she like like mad, and almost everything started clicking. And like this isn't even me, bro. I'm not telling. I never once said convert to Islam so we can get married. I was never my thing. See, even if she didn't convert, as Muslims, we're allowed to get married to a Christian, right? Like, it's, we're allowed. Yeah, yeah. It's, do you know what I mean? We can get married to a Jew if we want. So that was never the issue for me. But obviously, it would have worked heavily in our, like, in our benefit if she was Muslim. It would make, make her life a little bit more easy. But I was never, ever, ever, ever going to push her to do something she never wanted to. That was the main thing for me. Because it never bothered me, bro. She was, like... The main thing is she's a good person. She helped me develop and like understand me as a person. I think see, if I hadn't met her, I'd still be very lost with who I am and what I'm trying to do. And a hundred, hundred, hundred percent, the things I've done in my life, I wouldn't have thought to do them. Because whenever I've, I've done something, she was a, she was like the realistic one in the relationship. It's like, do you really want to do that? And I was like, hmm. At first, I was very in denial because like, ah, of course I want to do this. But the thought was there now. It was I was planted in my head, and she knew the thought was planted in my head. And I'd ponder about it, I'd think about it, think about it, and eventually I'd be like, okay, you're right. And majority, I say majority of the time, well, every time she's right. Um, uh, she wear the pants in the relationship? What do you think? But I'm okay with it, bro. Do you know uh, that? Like, see some guys like, oh no, I would do it. I'm, I'm the main one in the relationship. I don't give a fuck, bro. Honestly. Like, I, I know that like, guys will get called whipped in that and it pure hurts their ego. I don't give a fuck. At the end of the day, who's going to be more happy? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the main thing. And then, so she went through her own thing and she, she turned around to me one day and was like, I want to convert. I was like, all right. Oh. And I, so, but I, so I wanted to ask, I was like, why in that? And she explained everything to me, this and that. And I had, I had a friend who was like, not very religious to begin with in life. And he became very, very religious. Like he is like, he's a great role model for anyone that's in bad things. And like, I'll tell you who he is after if anyone wants to know who he is. And he can teach you a lot of things in life. He's like, he's younger than me, bro. And like, I, I look up to the guy who he's become. So I messaged him, I'm like, right, like, my partner wants to convert this and that. And like, bro, it's so helpful and they, they made the process very easy for us. And we went and she went. And I was like, right, so that's done. And at this point, I was like, I just need to tell my parents, like, Islamically, there's nothing wrong with this now. It's just yeah. culturally, there's going to be this backlash. Yeah. So I said, fuck it. So I, I went out with my mum one day, like, I took her out to, like, food in a park and this and that's that. So I was like, but, butter her up a wee bit, right? So I was like, just like, just to talk to her. If I, like, bro, I had to think about this for a like, making this timely sound very short, but it was a really, really long thought process and whatever it is. And like, we had agreed, like, we want to get married and everything. Um, so like, I sat down with my mum. I was like, I need to tell you something, right? So my mum knew, my mum knew about Helen and everything, right? But she, like, How did she find out? Talk, I told her. Okay. But my dad wasn't aware of the situation, right? My dad wasn't aware that, like, I was seeing Helen and stuff. And then I had, so I spoke to my mum. And honestly, bro, her reaction caught me off guard completely. I was expecting backlash. I thought I spoke to all my pals, like, if you get kicked out of the house, you can come to <laughs> with us. This and that. Like, oh, you need to cover the worst, do you know what I mean? You need to cover the worst situation. But I was like, I know what I want, and I know it's okay, and I know Islam is okay. I prayed a lot, bro. I prayed so That's much. And I knew what I would yeah, so even that in that sense, bro, like it's it's made me more closer to my religion. Do you know I'm what I mean? Thanks, bro. 
So, so I just told my mum, and she bro, she just sat and listened to everything I had to say. She, so I said that, and she said, I said to her, I'm going to eat face and she was like, what is it? I was like, I wanted her to say it for me, because I, I just couldn't get the words out to begin with. And then, so she was like, you want to get married, don't you? I was like, wow, that's mad. I was like, yeah, I do. And she was like, okay, tell me about it then. And then it's just, bro, because I had expected backlash. Yeah. I was like, shit, man, I got pure emotional. I was like, I don't know what to say. I just want to get married. Like, That's I don't know what you want man. me to say here. I was like, I just want to get married. I said, I explained the whole thing. I was like, oh, she's Muslim, this and that. Like, just explaining everything. And initially, she was like, a bit standoffish, but understandable, bro. I threw a big curveball at her, right? And she said, okay, I'll talk to your dad. The dad was the dad going on it. Like, you need to speak to your dad. And then I remember the like the whole day just waiting for my dad to come home, like hurry up, get home from work. Yeah. Then my mum just went and spoke to him. I didn't speak to my dad. Once my mum told him, didn't speak to him the whole day, bro. The whole day didn't speak to him. And then we had a quite a, quite a big argument the next day after that. And I just and then I think I don't know what it is that clicked in him as well. I think like he just in his head he was like, I'm just gonna give it a chance. Like honestly, what is the worst that's gonna happen, right? And bro, see once you met her, man, like they are obsessed with her. Really? Yeah, bro, she cooks, like, Asian food and learning how to speak Punjabi and Urdu and this and that, bro. Like, they, my dad is obsessed and he's like, I'm going to treat you like the daughter I've never had and oh, this and that cool. and just stuff like that. So, it, like, it, it makes them really happy. So, it, like, that's just seeing them up, have man. that. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sweet. So, yeah, man, just just like that, even, like, the first thing, like, they met my mum, like, just be hugged and this and that. Like, it wasn't awkward. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, mm-hmm. and my, my parents, they always see it after she leaves the house. Like, it just feels like we've known her our whole life. It's like oh. She doesn't feel like a stranger. Do you know what I mean? And she's yeah. very respectful about cu- cultural stuff. Like, um, that, like that's what they, I think they appreciate the most. Like, around my, around my dad, she'll, like, cover her head. And it just, it's just, it's just respect, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. that's what our, our, our culture comes down to, is respect. And obviously my family, like, has shit to say in that. And that's where the shit I can't talk about. Um, but other than that, I don't care. So for, for me, the main thing was, like, my mum and dad are happy with me. They're happy with her. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. I made a really, really long story. Like, quite short, bro. Back, like, see if I got into all the details. It's just come, like, quite a long story. No, I get you, I get you. So, well, so when's the, when do you feel that there's the right time to get in, like, in a car? Or do you have, like, an idea for, like, a proper wedding? or? So, we'll hopefully get in a car done very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Because I just want that. I just want to be married now, because you yeah. you know how it works. Like you're in a relationship in Islam, and like it's, you want to be like Islamically married. So even if I buy or something, bro, I, I'm getting like uh, what's it called, like swab for it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm I've got another good deed to go to he- heaven, not hell, yeah. just for buying like a, a bar of chocolate or something. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I like, get married pronto. And then, of course, we'll do a big, like, we'll do, obviously, like, do the main thing after COVID and that. We can have a lot more people over, because, sure, you know, yeah. like, yeah. like, I have a, but then we're obviously going to do, like, so, like, the registration, like, when you go officially, like, in the UK, get married, um, do that, like, in a more of, like, a traditional Scottish style. Mm-hmm. So it covers both families, yeah, it's not no, that makes sense. one-sided, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, of course not. What would you say to other people who are in an uh, interracial uh, relationship or an uh, intercultural Relationship. Relationship. Okay, what would so, you say to them and how should they go about it? What would I say to them? So I would say, because I've lived it now, bro, like I can understand. If someone tells me, I can fully understand even hard, like how difficult it can be because keeping up with like cultural differences, not even differences, that's the wrong word. I mean, like cultural 
guidelines that you're almost given, which for no reason they don't mean nothing, bro. Mm. At the end of the day, they're not even religious. Religion. You know, they're it's just about a religion that matters at the end, right? I don't give a fuck about culture. Mm. You probably know I'm not too big on culture. Yeah. If, it, if if I need to be involved in it, I'll be involved in it. I'm not gonna go out my way for it. And I would say, just man, you just you just need to believe in yourself and what it is. Like you, if you know this, right? Like uh, this, and that was my biggest mistake. I knew it was right, but I waited so long. How did you know it was right? Did even tell my parents? How did I know it was right? Because I can't find an issue. Like I can't like. I can I can picture her life with with her. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't not. She's helped me develop so much. So it's like if I lose this person, like what what do I become? No, I do you know what I mean? So, I feel like you 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 obviously need to have the conversation if you are in like an interracial relationship. Where it's like religion. Some people, man, like I, I know friends who are in they're, they're Muslim and Asian backgrounds, and because the parents are quite like they're westernized in the sense that they're okay with stuff like that. But for people that have more of the stricter parents, you just need to be communicate with them. And like one of her, like one of her friends, and um, she actually got with uh, someone from an Eastern European background, and her family kicked off, bro. So you can have it's not easy. Like you can either you can get it, you can go one or the other way. If you have a strong bond with your parents, you just need to talk. Like you just need to talk and explain the whole situation. But you, you need to be considerate about the fact of like how they're gonna feel. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, exactly. So, yeah. It's not. It's like a, it's a really hard subject to like explain. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like like Alhamdulillah. I feel like I got off. Not like I got. I, I think, dude, honestly, like, I'm going to say it's down to our prayers, bro. Like, I, I got... Mine's went really, really well. Like, you still have your ups and downs in that, but mine's went really well. It's better than what I would ever, ever imagine it being. Like, right now, I didn't think I'd be, like... I'd be where it is now. Do you get what I mean? I remember you telling me about her in the past and, like, how when you were going through shit, she was always there and how much you loved her and stuff. And I said to you, if, you, if it feels right, make it right. And I'm glad that you finally came to that yeah. then. But do you have any regrets of not doing it sooner, or do you have any at all? Yeah, regrets? of course, because I, I put I put us through like unnecessary stress, which wasn't needed. If I had the discussion with my parents and they were aware of the situation, like I, I would have avoided so much, like just like a bad situations. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's like I'd say that's one of my biggest regrets of not doing it sooner. That's purely down to me being a shite bag. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, honestly, to anyone out there, just don't be a shite bag. Now, that's not a nice way to say if someone's in a delicate situation. <laughs> don't say that, right? Don't say that. Just say, be brave. Mm-hmm. Believe in what it is you, you're trying to do. See, if, if there's doubt in your heart, don't do it because you're not going to fight for it. Do you get yeah. what I mean? If there's doubt, don't do it. Like, there's and, literally no point. At the end of the day, you can always do it. Like, cause that's you, what I've done. That's what I've done. Came it well. Yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. came it well. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what, like, you've really done my... Done my um, made my decision like when I'd done that and I told no one I was doing it that's good Marshall and yeah like that's amazing bro I'm really happy for you Marshall and I feel like you probably feel more baraka in your life now than before a lot lot less lies in that need to be told when you're just going and and you feel much better ease of mind and such but I'm very happy for you so we've gotten deep here Shabazz and talked about a lot of things I want to ask you, do you have any questions for me? I do. I think I do. So I, I've actually wondered this for a wee while. I, like, I subconsciously thought about it, but see, when you did ask me if I have a question for you, I, I did think about it and it came to my mind. But it's like, 
So see, with you, like, you're, you're polar opposite with my personality. So it's like, I'm quiet to begin with, to meet people, very standoffish, and then I'll open up. But even in a group, if I'm with people I know, I won't open up as much. But with you, you're the opposite. You could walk into a crowd, go right in the middle and scream and shout, and you wouldn't <laughs> give a fuck about anyone's opinion. You you do you, right? And like you seem like such a chill guy in that sense. But then once I've got to know you, I've known you, what, for five years now? Six, five, five, six years. But once you know you, you're quiet. Like, you could sit together and, like, a, like a, like a, like a eating lunch together and you just be completely silent, but it's not awkward. So mm-hmm. why are you like that? Why are you, why are you opposite? So I feel... What's led you to be like that? I feel there's two versions of me, right? There's Samosa, the people, what people know me as, the outgoing me. Okay. And then there's Seth, yeah. like the real me. When it comes to Samosa, he's the outgoing one, and he is what people see, what people, uh, like, when they just get to know me, what they see, and what I let them see. And once you get to really know me, I'll let you into the deeper side. And I'm... Mm. As you said, I'm like not a loud guy, and I'm just the quiet, keep to myself, to myself. But they're both me in some respect. And just when I feel comfortable with you, we don't need to be constantly talking. We don't need to keep talking about stuff. And that's where the realness comes from. Like if I feel the need to like keep keep up the samosa, and it's not I'm not, I'm not keeping up a like persona at all. But it's just when I'm not as close to you. I'll show you what I want to show you, but when mm. when you are closer with me, I'll let you see what you want it, what I want you to see, and that is the the real me. And uh yeah, I don't want it to be awkward when I'm with people. I just let just chill. Yeah. I'm deep down, I'm more of a listener than a like a talker, which people who don't know me might find that I've surprising. That, yeah. But I've had four older sisters, and they're the loud ones in the house. And they lived in me for a lot of my life. So therefore, it doesn't really give you opportunity to speak. And being the youngest, mm-hmm. no one really listens to you. So I've always kind of been used to that, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, some opportunities when I do get to speak, I speak. But around like my close, close people, uh, I can have laughs and jokes. But I feel when I'm really comfortable with you, we can just have a, a good silence, you know? Do you think that's a front but Like, is that a mental front that you put on? The samosa? No, because it does mm. come naturally. It does come does naturally. It? You don't even like, think about it? Yeah, in social situations, it'll come up. I don't turn it on, it just happens. But when, mm. like, like if we're in like, a group of people, for example, at uni, it'll come out. And when it's just, like, us chilling, I don't know, maybe, like, in your car, chilling, we'll... I, we can just talk about life and stuff or just not even talk about mm. it and just listen to music, you know what I mean? But I think maybe it comes with the amount of people they are or it just comes with, like, how comfortable I am with you. But not, with that said, people I'm comfortable with can still get samosa, but... Yeah, trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered that story there. Remember that time in college where we missed the train? <laughs> oh, my God. Holy shit, that was, that, so, that was funny as fuck. So in, was it first year? Second year? Second year? It was second year. Second year, second year. Yeah, we had to go to Pollock Park and we had to get a train and there was two classes of us and we had to go to Central Station and the lecturer just goes and she expects everyone to follow. We're like kind of far behind 
and we're still falling. But there's, I don't know why, and I think the train comes in pretty quick. So they get in it, and then you leave, and then we're like, we get in a bit after, and we're like, where the fuck's the train? And then, I can't remember, did we call someone or anything? I can't fully remember what happened there. But then we were like, fuck, she's going to be so pissed off with us. And Shabazz was like, fuck it, I'll drive us there. (laughs) So we walked to your car, you parked in the Gorbos. In the Gorbos, because that's where you can get free car parking. So we're walking from Central Station to the Gorbos, walking heavy. Not like, we walked somewhat quickish, not quick, quick. And we go yeah, I know. You're, you're leaving at the part where you decided to go grab a munch from Central Station before we went. <laughs> I, was I was like, mate, we need to go. And he's like, no, I'm going to... Like, David went off and bought donuts and shit, uh, and then everyone's away getting stuff. Yes, yeah, so we bought a bunch of shit, and then we went to your car. And then, man, you're a maniac on the wheel. Like, you drove us there heavy quick. And, like, you should be, like, one of those police drivers. Because you got us there quick as fuck, the man. The lecture was still there. We got there, and everyone was like, "Where the fuck you've been?" <laughs> but then she was very passive aggressive. Was, and then the class yeah. later, she was so pissed off with us, man. But she was angry in general, man. She didn't even like. Yeah, she yeah. I don't think she liked any of us. Good for a good memory, but them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I remember it was like he was sitting behind me. It was James, and he was shitting himself the whole drive. He was <laughs> like, he did not say a word. He was shitting himself. Same we used to that shit, like, I know a bunch of crazy drivers, like my brother-in-law, he's a crazy driver, but, it? yeah, it's fun. Maybe it's an Asian thing, you know? You yeah, just, you know, there's the stereotypes, there's the, yeah. you drive your fast car, smoke shisha, and just kind of, you know? That's why I'm fitting that description. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you. if you feel you do, you I've, do. I've told you everything about myself as a person, that you've just put me into this bracket. <laughs> Well, maybe I'm doing what you do, categorizing people. <laughs> but no, you're much better than that. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You're, a, you're a good man. And uh, I'd like to see where you go in life and I uh, hope for you to be successful. Same with you, bro. Thank you. I hope you become a fully qualified architect and you can build my house one day. You Inshallah. Can my house. Inshallah. This brings us to the end of the show. Shabazz, anything you like to promote? Anything I like to promote? Nah, no, really, bro. I'm, I'm okay. All right, okay. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for getting deep with us, telling us a whole bunch about your life. And I feel it's probably not natural for you to do this, no, getting this deep. But I think, see, because I'm just thinking I'm only talking to Seth, so yeah. it's all right. But I'm yeah. not going to watch the episode at all. I know I'm not going to do that. All right, don't watch it. Don't watch the highlights yeah, of it. Yeah. But thank you for coming on. I really appreciate no it. A good discussion. Appreciate the opportunity to talk to you, bro. Thank you, thank you. And for the viewer, don't forget to stay spicy. Mamma mia, that's a spicy... Hello, welcome back to Asmoso Safe. I'm your... <laughs> you threw me off. I'm taking left out in you. You threw me off, man. You can smoke me off, but it's just I looked over at you. <laughs> sorry, bro. I see this dog, because he's going to keep coming. Do you want to see him? Yeah, let's see it. Alright, come here, get fat fuck. Come here. Oh, that's a good dog. Hey, What's his name? That's a, is that a small one? Cooper? Yeah, he's a small okay. one. Right, go fuck off then. Right. <laughs>